This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking in the trades in every profession. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley and I'm Kathy. Every topic can be discussed on our rig, and we want women to be the best they can be. We like to interview experts who offer guidance to women on topics that can empower them. Many of us have dealt with abusive people and crazy making. Sometimes we get stuck choosing the same kind of people over and over. These people are often narcissists. Angela Meyer is the author of The Undetected Narcissist. Her book is designed to shine light into those dark places of confusion, victimization, and crazy-making that a narcissist causes. Many people have been caught in their traps. And for those of us who've been there, we know the desperation, total confusion, and mind-bending gaslighting that can send us anywhere but the direction we want to go and make us doubt our very own sanity. Angela is a survivor of narcissist abuse. Her book gives people the strength to speak their truth, set healthy boundaries, and educate themselves into the crazy drama and blame game conflicts narcissists are so good at throwing our way. We have Angela on our show today and are eager to gain some insight into who a narcissist really is and what to recognize so we can protect ourselves. Welcome, Angela. Thank you for being on the show with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here today with you, Shelley, and Kathy. So thank you. Awesome. Before we begin, I wanted you to tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got started helping victims of narcissistic abuse. That's a good question. My background is I am a clinical certified hypnotherapist for the past 12 consecutive years. I've been voted the best for my area in Oregon, and I'm a wellness coach. I I work with people all over the globe. I mean, I've made a meditation for a Buddhist monk in Malaysia. I've worked with children, senior citizens, people of all religions, backgrounds, professions. And what got me started in narcissism is I was in a relationship with a covert narcissist. And the problem is most people don't know the difference between your typical narcissist and a covert. And how they're different is The typical narcissist can be very loud and boisterous and flashy, and they want pretty things. They like to dress a certain way, drive a certain kind of car. Um, They're very materialistic, but a covert narcissist is very shy, and they're kind of nerdy. And the thing is, they're not boisterous at all. They don't need all the flashing materialistic things but they're extremely passive aggressive so a better way to describe a typical narcissist is like hot anger hot rage and a covert narcissist is that quiet one that's in the corner that is plotting and stewing and it really opened up my eyes in, in so many areas because of all the people I was I was dealing with professionally, like therapists, a child psychologist, social workers, teachers, a parent coordinator, a judge, lawyers, all these people, um, they were completely in the dark. And this one covert narcissist fooled over a dozen professionals that were designed to keep us safe. And because they didn't know who they were dealing with, the narcissist was able to manipulate a lot of them and gaslight them or, you know, blame shift. And he was even able to turn some of them into a flying monkey, which um, was rather unfortunate. What's a flying monkey for our listeners who don't know what that is? A flying monkey would be where 
I end up playing, let's say I'm the narcissistic person and I end up playing the victim and I have you so spinned into the story of, of saving me, rescuing me and, and, and just creating this false narrative that you buy it. You don't fact check. You don't question the other party. You just take everything they say at face value. And what's really unfortunate about that is when you try to tell, when they do come to you and they try to ask you questions, they already have labeled you and they've already judged you. So even though you do sell, tell that other side of the story, they don't know who to believe. And mm. the hard part is the covert narcissist will love bomb that person to um, like say flattery or, or comments. And so it makes it, it makes it really, really challenging. It's almost like they, a flying monkey can be someone that's in their pocket that they know they will do their evil bidding for them and they don't have to do anything. They are just so devious. Do they know they're narcissists or is it just a sociopathic tendency? I mean, how does this all happen? I actually, that's a, a very good question too, because when I have, I, I've been at two um, events where I was speaking and I taught a class about communicating with difficult people. And I explained how the brain works. I explained how trauma works. I, I, I broke it all down. But the beautiful thing was at the end of my talk, I had three narcissistic people come up to me over that weekend and thank me for talking and thanked me for helping them understand themselves and understand their brain. And the beautiful thing that everybody said was they all recognized when they were slipping from the cortex brain, which has to do with rational thinking, you know, logic and all of that down into their survival brain, they could literally feel that slip and that's where I told them, well, that's your window of opportunity, because if I was in your situation, if you want to stop being so narcissistic and being stuck in your survival brain, what you need to do is you need to tell that person when you feel that slip happening that I am way too angry. I'm going to say something that's going to hurt your feelings and I don't want to do that. So I need to walk away. I need to walk away and I need to calm down because I can feel myself getting too angry. And I said, every time you do that, you start to rewire your brain. You're creating new neural pathways in your brain where it's going to become eventually a habit. Each time you do that, you stop yourself from gaslighting someone or or manipulating someone or doing all those bad traits they they know that they have you know and is not decent to do to other people that's how you're training yourself to not do those things you're doing something different and that's the whole thing is when I speak, I like to talk about coming from a place of love, wisdom, and compassion instead of hate, anger, and fear. And if I was coming from hate, anger, and fear about the narcissist, none of those people would have came up and talked to me. That's amazing that they would do that. Narcissists rarely admit they're fallible in any way. That's just profound. It really is. Well, so, yeah, no, I mean, just listening, I, I, it brings me back into, you know, my, my previous relationships and, and thinking um, my, my daughter, who's now 28, uh, when she was little, her dad, uh, my, my, I was married to him. And so my husband at the time, um, I couldn't believe, I mean, I mean, I was very young. I was 23 at the time and I never, it was really my first relationship and um, coming from an abusive background, I was always trying to pay attention to signs, right? Because I didn't want to relive what I grew up with and trying to be aware. 
but I did not, I could not believe um, that like things like before I moved in with, with, with him, I had said, well, you don't, you're not one of these crazy people who um, have issues with the toilet paper, right? That it's got to be a certain way, <laughs> right? Because I mean, people, you know, people are weird and people are different. They like, anyway, I said, you don't, you know, have a, this problem with toilet paper do you and he says oh no I don't care up or top or bottom whatever it doesn't matter to me well not even a month into the relationship into moving in together uh he comes up flying out of the bathroom having a fit because the toilet paper was on the wrong side and I'm like but you said that you said it didn't matter like what are you talking I never said that you know he just went off saying flipping it around saying that I was making it up then why would he say that if it was something that he would do and he had me questioning myself and I'm like I'm sure we had that conversation right because it's an important thing because my stepdad was so anal about toilet paper we were only allowed three squares um so that you know I wanted to make sure going into the relationship so it went from that from the thing with the toilet paper to uh progressively worse he would tell me something and his parents would come over and he would completely flip it around and make it my fault and accusing. And I'd be like, but we just had this conversation before your parents came. We never did. And like and it was it went from, oh, my God. And that's when I started realizing, OK, there's a lot more to abuse than um, just verbal abuse or you know like uh, hitting and stuff so I had to that's when I I started really d looking into when I figured out what narcissism was because I didn't know what the word meant right and I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who don't know what it is and yeah. who don't know what gaslighting is um, who don't really understand the terminology because they think it's um, just normal but it's not it took me it took me being in it and getting out of it to really recognize how deep I was in right and how I had to unwind everything and on like um literally uh unmix unlearn what he was telling me it's crazy making dealing with narcissists Angela what are the signs of a narcissist how can we detect them you have the undetected narcissist which kind of says that they run around and we don't know that they're there they're kind of like shapeshifters sneaking around yeah. you know <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good analogy shapeshifter <sighs> And it, well, I wanted to actually comment on what Kathy was saying, because what I have learned with narcissistic people is you gave him a breadcrumb. And so what he did was he took that one thing that you mentioned, you know, like you wanted clarification and he was able to use it as a tool to manipulate you later. With yep. the toilet paper, he did because you told him, hey, you know, I want to make sure this doesn't happen and stuff. So you literally gave him a tool to use against you later. And in my book, I actually had a very same exact scenario happen um, in the same exact way where you tell them something really personal and private. You had these conversations and you think you're both on the same page when you end the conversation. But then when they want to use it the most to either mm -hmm. make you look bad or yep. to have him look like, you know, he, uh, it, the way they spin it is just really crazy. And so I wanted you to understand that, that's exactly what he did. He took that personal confidential information and he used it as a tool, as a weapon against you. Oh, I know. And he, and you know what? It's been 30 years and, um, well, 28 years. And I see him because now he, he works where I work of all things, which is really strange, but, um, he's the exact same way. And he does the exact same thing with my daughter and I just don't let him for me, but, uh, he's just, yeah, nothing has changed. It's all about him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I left him when I did. Good, good move, Kath. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. 
Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Do narcissists know they're doing this consciously or is it just something that is a learned behavior? I think it's a, a lot of it is a learned is a learned behavior because when you think about kids, when we're growing up as kids, we all learn to blame. And we and we blame other we blame our siblings, we blame someone else to get out of trouble, to not get punished. Mm-hmm. And and that's a learned behavior and we also yeah. learn how to lie. We learn how, you know, and that's the problem is, you know, some narcissistic people, they learn that, well, if I lie to this degree, I can get this. Or if I lie to this manner or manipulate this person, I can get this. And so they, and some narcissistic people are really power driven, you know, they, they want that. And so they learn these tactics from from their parents i mean if they're and here's the interesting thing is when i did in part of my recovery they always say you want to look at your family history and that's what i did and i went all the way back to my great grandmother who supposedly was so extremely beautiful and narcissistic that she had my grandfather walk so many feet behind her because she didn't want anyone to know she had a child oh my Yeah, poor guy. But he ended up becoming narcissistic. My grandfather did. Mm -hmm. And then my mom married a narcissistic man. And then Hmm. I had a child with a covert narcissist. Mm. And so when you look at the family patterns of trauma bonding, trauma bonding, and and I'm still in the process of learning myself more about trauma bonding because it all stems into narcissism. And the biggest areas that I realized so many of us are groomed to become trauma bonded is, is when you know you're in a trauma bonding relationship is when you make excuses for their behaviors. Mm-hmm. And how many of us women were growing up seeing our mom make excuses for our dad's behaviors? Yep. Or we learn as children to make excuses for our parents who aren't being kind to us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then we end up, you know, so then when we're in a relationship with someone else and they're treating our family poorly or our friends poorly or they're being disrespectful or rude or whatever, we make apologies for their behaviors and we shouldn't be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We clearly should not, should not be because then what we're doing is we're letting them know that that behavior is acceptable instead of standing up and setting healthy boundaries. We make it seem like it is acceptable. And as you know, once it becomes acceptable in their mind, they're going to do it again and again and again, and they're going to push those boundaries to see how far they can push you, how much they can manipulate you or, or break you down. And it's about control, isn't it? A lot of it is all about control. And, and the interesting thing is a lot of people think a narcissist is, is very confident. They're not. They are really insecure and very, they, they struggle with ang- lots of anxiety. They do. I mean, every single, so you ask the question of how a narcissist is created. And I think this is really important is there's three types of parents that create them. There is the neglectful parent that is like my great grandmother was so beautiful, so vain. She wanted nothing to do with the child. That's a neglectful parent. An absent parent is like a CEO or president of the company that just throws money at the child, but doesn't spend any time with them and and doesn't teach them any. All these don't teach them empathy. And then there's an authoritarian parent. That's a really, really strict parent. Then the other ways you can become narcissistic is through bullying, trauma. Um, let's say I'm, I'm working with one lady back east where 
when she was a teenager, her mother accidentally died. And it was so traumatic for her and so heartbreaking that she said, I just had to shut down. I didn't want to feel anymore. And she she tells me that people tell her she's narcissistic. And I said, yes, that's a big thing people don't get is survivors can become temporarily narcissistic because you're angry. You're angry when you finally leave that abuser and you step back and you look at how they stripped you away. Like you have identity erosion. You don't know who you are anymore. You've, everyone's angry. Everyone's Mm -hmm. angry, you know, and you're short tempered and you, you, you'll give people the silent treatment because you just don't want to talk to them. And really your brain is fried. It takes your brain at least a year or two to get back to be, you know, normal, you know, states of recovery instead of being stuck in their survival brain all the time. Because literally when you are a victim, you're always hypervigilant. You're walking on eggshells. You're wondering when, you know, they're going to gaslight you again or, or, manipulate you or insult you again and it's just it's it's challenging sure it is oh my goodness it's crazy making and there are a lot of people who may say well i don't know what you're talking about i've never dealt with a narcissist i don't think everybody always knows they are uh, because there, there are things i've heard from friends and so forth in different situations maybe their kids are involved with somebody that person sounds like a narcissist and of course then it's almost like the person involved with the narcissist is attracted to them. It's like a big magnet and they keep going back and back because the narcissists are so good at throwing guilt. You feel like there's something wrong with you. And and that's such a mind screw. It's just amazing. They're able to do that. Well, and it's, it's guilt and shame really. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another way they, really hook people in is they'll they'll say well your family doesn't love you like i do and they'll try to isolate you from your friends and from your support system and they make you rely on them and the easiest way they can do that is by creating a smear campaign Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so and and if i'm sure you we all have heard about the Johnny Depp, Amber Herb trials. I mean, that's all, it's still all over the the news. But seriously, I think the smartest thing that he ever did was hire that psychologist to look at her testimony because all of us were going, this is crazy stuff, mm. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who we were all in the pillow. dark. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, some of the crazy making that was going on, really? Wow. Yes. And but the thing was, not until the psychologist said this is who and what, you know, Mr. Depp's been dealing with, you know, we were all we were all clueless. We knew it wasn't, you know, normal, but Mm -hmm. we were like, what's going on here? Like this doesn't go on. You know, this doesn't go on in a healthy, you know, loving relationship. No, no. Yeah. So they're they're good at making themselves look like the victim, that they're the angelic person. It's the other person who's always guilty. So it's it's basically their power is casting blame and shame on others. That's an incredible talent <laughs> because they convince so many people. It's just, it's... And they're so manipulative when yes. they do it that it's almost scary. It is, um, yeah. Because I've seen it in action um, in three of my past relationships. Uh, I hate to say that it took me three tries to figure it out, but it is what it is. But when I look back on it now, I'm like, wow, they were so good at weaving the web and configuring everything to their advantage that it was just for someone at, like like me at the time, who didn't have a voice, who was very um, had no self esteem, had you know no 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 ability to even say anything. Um, it was very devastating to me. So today, 
uh, it's completely different. When I, now I'm like Hawkeye, right? <laughs> because yeah. I see it come a mile away and uh, I, I put it to a stop immediately. Like I, there's zero tolerance to anything. Uh, maybe that's why I'm single for the last four years. <laughs> well, it's understandable. You know, you're, you're leery. Who like, be? No, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm done. Like I'm not, yeah. where, where are the, the, where are the real men? <laughs> you know, where are the real people? Not just men sure. because women are just as bad but um it's it's to 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 really analyze who you're with and Mm -hmm. people are in such a rush to to fall into love so fast and meet their prince charming that they they tend to put their shutters on around their eyes and they only see what they want to see right so i i go in eyes wide open and then some (laughs) so angela you were talking about trauma love is that kind of what people do, they, they um, gravitate toward a narcissist because of some of the things they personally have gone through. They can't recognize what's really going on in that other person. This is kind of a normal. They 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 can't, and mm-hmm. it's it's called trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. Okay. Yes, yeah. trauma bonding, and it's ways. Um, like there was a there's another terminology about. I'm sure you know the phrase codependency. Mm-hmm. And yep. co- codependency really is a survival mechanism that we learn as as children. So when we're growing up, when mom's not loving to us and dad's not loving to us, and we want to please them. And so they can consider that as being codependent because you're trying to have your your you want to love your abuser which is really unfortunate because Mm. all kids want to love their parents okay i mean let let's be honest here and and so we learn how to make excuses for their behaviors we learn how to let the things they do that are really mean and cruel kind of like we we slough it under the rug and and so when we we meet someone else that let's say when they start to talk about their their upbringing or their childhood we can be sympathetic and that's a way where instead of thinking well let's have a relationship together i'll i'll, I'll be good for you you know this is going to be a healthy relationship what we really should be asking is well have you gone to therapy? Have you worked out your differences with your parents? What is your relationship with your parents right now? And really grasping because it's not what I really get about the narcissistic person is they're disconnected and average people are connected. And the best way to describe that is when Mm. we're all born, when we're all born as babies, we are born connected and we want to put everything in our mouth. We want to connect to everything. Everything is new and exciting. And what happens is, is that little kid, when it starts to grow up and it has a narcissistic parent or a neglectful or or authoritarian, what ends up happening is when they reach those terrible twos and they start to misbehave, if you haven't dealt with your own personal baggage, you will parent the same exact way you were parented. Yeah. And so then that child that was connected to you is going to end up becoming disconnected out of shame or out of guilt or out of punishment. And the hard thing is, is that kid will want to keep connecting with you, connecting with you, but you can't really connect to a narcissist. And, and that's why I, I, I believe a lot of narcissistic people cheat is because when you have sex, you're connecting with that person. And they enjoy that connection. But when you start to notice all their bad behaviors or they start to devalue you or you question them, then you start to disconnect. And they don't want to feel bad. They don't like to feel bad. They don't want to be shamed. You know, they they get stuck in that survival brain. And so they want to punish you. And what's the best way to punish you is to go out and cheat on you and find someone new. So they do it out of revenge. A lot, yeah, a lot of times, and mm-hmm. and and sometimes when 
it, it could be out of revenge or it could just be that they don't feel that connection with you anymore. So they're going to go get it somewhere else because they want someone else to admire them or appreciate them or, um, you know, want to be intimate with them. But you don't because you're pissed. You know, it seems like though some narcissists uh, uh, can have an insatiable sex drive. They're very promiscuous. Yes. Uh, they never can get enough. And they'll say, of course, that they're faithful when in fact they're not. And then they say you're crazy if you think they're cheating. Correct. Mm -hmm. But if you think they're cheating, pretty much I would I would have to say they probably are cheating. <laughs> they're just they're hiding it. And it's so unfortunate because there's so many apps out there that allows them to get away with stuff where sure. any conversation you had, as soon as you close that app, all communication is deleted. Um, it's, I, I've, I've heard numerous stories. I even had one woman that I was working with where her ex gave her for Mother's Day a photo frame of her and the kids. And she had it in her bedroom. What she didn't realize was that was a spy camera. And oh, wow. he saw everything she was doing and how she kind of figured it out is he was questioning why their six-year-old was still sleeping in the same bed with her. Interesting. Yeah. And you, and I did a whole, yeah. I did a, a podcast blog post about that. And, and when you talked about how can we detect them, yeah. the best way that I've learned to detect them is by watching movies, watching shows, because you can watch it from a detached perspective because mm -hmm. it's so much easier to to learn how to catch it first when you watch it in a movie or a show. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. You have a, a section on your website that says learn how to de decode and detect a narcissist. Are there some yes. characteristics that are dead giveaways that we should run, not walk when we see them? The best is just observing them with other people, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, the watch how they like let's say you go out to a restaurant with one mm -hmm. if they are rude to the wait staff and they keep you know the food's not hot enough or they want special treatment or something that's a huge huge you know red mm -hmm. stop sign mm -hmm. you know how they treat other people and you know are they polite are they are they respectful and and really and the best thing i realized is learning the key words and the definitions of like what is a flying monkey what's gaslighting what's stonewalling what's projecting what's blame shifting you mm -hmm. know pathological liar you know the triangulation that triangle effect they create where they're the victim you're the abuser and they try to have someone you know rescue you and so I do have a handout on my website of all the keywords that I I have I put in a word document it's free I tell people print it out or just pull it up on your phone and watch you know specific shows that I I mention and see if you can see all those behaviors because it's best when you learn those definitions and then you mm -hmm. observe those behaviors in action now not everybody that's a narcissist fits every single characteristic can Correct. they have can they have a lot of the characteristics and still be a narcissist even if they don't have all the characteristics you actually can have a lot of the characteristics and not be a narcissist and you can just be an average Joe that, 
is not a very nice person and have some of those traits and behaviors. Mm -hmm. And so why I, I stress this is I, I wrote in my book that one child psychologist in, in the early stages um, said to me, hey, um, I think your ex is a narcissist. You should look into it. And when I looked into it, I was like, he doesn't fit this profile. He he drives a violet color Kia. You know, he's super nerdy. He, mm -hmm. he doesn't fit that profile. But if the psychologist would have said, you know, he's a covert narcissist, or I want you to look up all the keywords and definitions, then the light bulb went went, would have went off on my head. And I would have been like, oh, now I get what he means. Because mm -hmm. he didn't fit the typical profile. So is a covert narcissist nicer? Can they be really gregarious and outgoing? And, and you don't realize that they really are this evil little shapeshifter that's sitting in the corner trying to get you <laughs> no they're actually they're very they're they're nerdy and they're shy okay. and okay. they're um they're quiet okay yeah and they they can seem kind of insecure and um just like not very social Okay. And and they don't need a bunch of a, attention or, or recognition. And so that's where he just he didn't meet that profile. But then okay. when I learned what the profile was for the covert one, I was like, oh, my God, he checked every single box. He even checked the box on being a sociopath, which it was, you know, you know, rather scary. And, and the hard part is there was, and I have it in the book, there was one, another child psychologist that knew exactly who he was, immediately knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when the parent coordinator, because we were dealing with legal stuff, when the parent coordinator spoke to him, she was so brainwashed and turned into such a flying monkey that she ended up taking that information and saying, well, I think you're the narcissistic person instead of him. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy making at mm -hmm. its at its mm -hmm. finest. I mean, it yep. was, and why I wrote the book was to, to save lives because I ended up finding out from another New York times bestselling author, um, that works with domestic violence. She said, do you know what happened to you is considered a crime in other countries? And what happened to your son is considered child abuse, but here in America, they get away with it every single day she said right now what happened to you is happening to another child and another loving nurturing parent and it's gotta stop wow and that's why i wrote the book was to literally save lives to educate people to inform them and to wake people up like this is a horrific crime that's happening to so many people and the really scary thing that i i didn't put in the book and it took my child two and a half years to be able to confess this he said to me one day do you know why my dad really let me come back home and I said what and he said well I was on his balcony three stories high and I was ready to jump I was so ready to kill myself. I wanted the pain to stop. I wanted, I didn't care about him. I didn't care about you. I didn't want you to hear that that's how I felt. But he said that was the very first time he ever listened to me, ever listened to me. Wow. Yeah. And it's sad because our son even was in the judge's chamber telling her, I don't want to live with this man. He is not nice. He's cold. He's cruel. And the parent coordinator is like the right hand person to the judge. And so since she was so manipulated and and brainwashed that she pretty much told the judge, well, I've told my child to say all these things to the judge so then he could stay with me you know that mm -hmm. i was the okay. you know i was the the abuser and it was it was crazy i mean yes. it was so it was so unfortunate um 
But I will tell you this, that when my son did return back home, the judge apologized and one of my friends was in the courtroom and she's like, she literally thought this, the judge was crying behind her glasses because she, she admitted she made a huge mistake. She then realized who and what she was dealing with, mm -hmm. but she didn't, none of them knew, none of them knew who, what, what was happening because it was just, they're masterful at what they do. Oh, they're scary. It, it really yeah. is true. It really is. It's wonderful you've written this book. I hope a lot of therapists and judges and, and various other people do read it so that they can get some insight because you do see different definitions of narcissists on the, on the internet and so forth. And not everybody fits within those little parameters and they are masterminds. Narcissists are just, I had no idea. I've encountered them. I've dealt with them. It's like, what the heck? You know, how did my life turn upside down so quickly? You know, and what's wrong with me? They're, they're good at that. And they, yeah. they're good at convincing other people when you would think that that would never, ever happen. You would. And it's and, and it's hard because you can like for me, I left I left mine and he spent five years plotting how to destroy me. He literally spent over a hundred thousand dollars in legal fees to destroy me. And it's like that wow. could have been a huge down payment on a house. No doubt. Or helped with your son. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. wow. They're very selfish people. No doubt about that. I think that's one common characteristic. And I know that we don't have the time to go into it, but I'd heard that they actually have something that is not developed correctly in their frontal lobe, which has something to do with the conscience. Hmm. Um, that's their or lack of it. <laughs> well, no, one, they, they weren't taught empathy. And then two, they're not they're. I have a whole diagram. It's it's on one of my blog posts that shows. So when you think of a typical human brain, where we function the most is in our cortex that has to do with logic and creativity and rational thinking and empathy and, and all that. And our survival part is like really, really small. If you think about a triangle, the top part of the triangle for survival is really really tiny and the whole bottom base is you know our cortex brain but with the narcissist it's flipped completely flipped where the mm -hmm. whole base part is survival i mean they they had to learn how how to survive because either they were abused or they were bullied or they were neglected or they were shamed or they you know were just taught to be you know or groomed to be power hungry i mean what is it mary l trump wrote a whole book about you know donald trump how he was made into the person he is and i i thought it was very fascinating um her book because we can we can be groomed to believe so many things i mean yep what was it like th three-fourths of millennials in the u.s do believe the earth is flat what yes i that's i did okay. a podcast no it's true i did a podcast of can a narcissist change part one and it's all about the no and that i had that information in that one section that yes three-fourths of you know millennials in the u.s still believe because that's what they're groomed to believe Okay. I had a coworker who still thinks that the earth is flat, but we're not going to get into that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you.
Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Angela, you've got some tremendous information here that a lot of people yeah. need to read. I'm seeing one stat here. 75% of all narcissistic people are men. 25% are women. You also say that narcissists can change. So yes. there is hope, and this is a good thing. Where do people find your book and all your information? And do you work with people remotely? Um, yes, I do work with people remotely. And I, I prefer actually working with people remotely. And the book is on Amazon. It's on um, Borders. You, I, my website is The Undetected Narcissist. My podcast is called The Undetected Narcissist. And um, on my website, I got a bunch of information. I even did a series on um, fear of dating another narcissist. I And, and I actually have helped um, a narcissist. I've helped two narcissistic people change. And, and I tell you how I did that. And I, I talk about recovering from narcissistic abuse. I, 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 I got a lot of free information on there to just educate and inform people, but most importantly, you know, keep you safe. And, and I do offer, you know, coaching sessions on there and um, I just, I want to, I want to, I want to stop what's, you know, this, I look at it as just kind of like an epidemic because as we were talking earlier, Shelly, mm -hmm. we're noticing more people becoming narcissistic and social oh, and media social, is, yeah. is the perfect platform to groom these young people. Really is. Yeah, it is. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Here's my food. Here's my food. Here are my toenails. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> me, 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 me. Well, and I was at the gym earlier this morning and there was this woman flexing and taking pictures of herself in the, you know, with her phone. And she came up to me, I guess, wanting me to take a picture of her, you know, doing. And I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Oh, my goodness. What is your website again, Angela, in case people hadn't written it down? It's, um, it's the same as my book. It's the Undetected Narcissist. Dot com. Excellent. This has been really informative. I think that a lot of people, it has. It's, it's giving people food for thought and maybe they'll reach out to you. I hope they do to get some insight because especially if they're trying to break away from narcissists, you're going to help them know that they aren't personally crazy. That's well, right. and the, it's true. Well, the biggest thing is I do have a blog post because a lot of people don't realize this that there are 50 obstacles to leaving an abusive relationship. And when I went over that list, I had 25. Yeah, it's amazing. But then I realized yeah. there should really be 51 and the 51 is smear campaign. Because mm -hmm. like I said earlier, you can leave them and they can smear you like you wouldn't, yep. you know, believe they will they can threaten to ruin your career, you know, all these crazy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they're the gift that keeps on giving and not a good one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Angela. This has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. I've really enjoyed speaking to you ladies today. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. And, and I really think it's going to help uh, a lot of women out there maybe open up their eyes to the and look deeper into their own relationships and look for the red flags. And it, is this going on in my life? Because um, sometimes we like to believe that we live in a fairy tale, but we don't. Right? Yeah. So yeah, you have great pointers. Always remember yeah. if you've got the knight on, on that white horse, you, you might have to clean up his poop. That was his poop. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
you know? <laughs> well, and that's the thing is these, you know, and that's how the narcissist gets the woman is they try to pretend to be that white knight yeah. when the woman really doesn't need to be rescued. And, yeah. and you, you've got to open up your eyes. Cause I was watching this, this one um, reality show. It's, it's a terrible name, but it's on, um, HBO Max it's called F Boy Island mm -hmm. and it's season 2 and this guy that was a declared F boy sits down next to this woman who, and she doesn't know you know that he's that kind of person and within 3 minutes he immediately is telling her oh you're perfect you know everything about you you're the ideal woman for me and i immediately that alarm went off on my head and i'm like he doesn't even know you yeah. yeah nobody nobody is perfect and how can he declare that without knowing about your history your background your career what do you like to do you know maybe you yeah. snore at night maybe you got an extra toe that he doesn't know about you know exactly absolutely yep. how are you maybe you 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 get really gassy sometimes he doesn't know nice. <laughs> yeah step away from the dairy right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, this has been wonderful and I'm, I'm I really hope a lot of women are out there going to reach out to you and uh, get your book and um, even reach out to find out more about what what they can or cannot do to to recognize narcissism yes yes and it's all about just being educated and safe it is it yep. is right eyes wide open that's right yep. <laughs> thank you Angela this has been a pleasure Thank you. And you ladies have a fantastic rest of your day. You too. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on TNCRadio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on TNCRadio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of TNCRadio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at TNCRadio.live.